Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hey everybody and welcome to another edition of Craft Root Sports. I am Mike with me as always is Scott. Still no Joe. <laughs> Pretty sure he quit. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. Still jealous. I uh, hope you guys are ready for another week of the drunkest sports takes on the net. Uh, Scott, you ready to tap this keg of sports knowledge? As yeah, you, I'm still finishing my pre- I'm still <laughs> Pounding my pre-show beers, <laughs> but yeah, sure we can. You can pump and I'll pour. <laughs> Welcome to Craft Root Sports, home of Natterdays. <laughs> next, I'll set it right next to my banquet. Natterdays. <laughs> <laughs> you, went, you went Johnny Lawrence on us before the show too. <laughs> Straight Cobra Kai style, baby. Oh shoot, we got an awesome show for you guys tonight. So much to get to. Uh, we're gonna talk a little. We're gonna talk some soccer tonight on the show. Uh, yeah, I, this week has been bananas for soccer. Uh, I've always thought NHL Stanley Cup playoffs were the best thing in sports until I saw this week in the Champions Cup where, holy cow, blown away by what happened yes. uh, there. Uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, we're going to talk some Lakers and that dumpster fire that's going on in L.A. <laughs> I love it! <laughs> and XFL Already winning. XFL has Taking got it over. locked up. It is over. Give them the crown. They beat the AAF with what they did this week, so we'll get into that a little bit I do want to let too. you know that um, I'm in too deep, and I'm trying to keep my head up above instead of going under. Just so you know. I do know. Okay, cool. I do know. Uh, that's, that's right. Team Sum 41 here on Craft Brood Sports. Can we talk about that real quick? Sure. I, don't, I just yeah, want to get yeah, into yeah, it real quick. It I, know we'd said, I know we'd said we're not really going to go into it. So if you, if you haven't been listening to Scout Team Radio, yesterday a war ensued. Uh, <laughs> Scott and Loudbeard, you may have heard Loudbeard left a voicemail on our three-year episode where he made fun of Scott for liking Sum 41 more than Blink-182. And as I thought about that, I'm like, you know what? Scott's actually right on this one. Sum 41, a little bit more. I, I like him a little bit more than Blink-182. It's nothing against Blink-182 either. It's yeah. Just, it's just, one of those things where now you've turned me against them completely. Right, right, because you've doubled down so hard, Loudbeard and Chris America. <laughs> yes. Now we are we are grinding in as well. Uh, so they ran a, a poll. Scout Team Radio ran a poll on their Twitter. 
And I'll admit it, we lost the poll. <laughs> Handedly. Um, but but my stance is, I, I go from the stance of our president, where I'm like, I don't believe that. It doesn't matter. That's fake news. Your poll is fake news. I, I told 41. them during the show, there's all sorts of circumstances. Some 41 fans are still sleeping. The older crowd is into Blink-182, so of course they were up with nothing else better to do than attack the day and tweet out and, and vote. So it's whatever. You know, they can have their little victory. It's fine. The, the war is not over. They may have won the battle, but this I, war is like I said, Like I said on their show when I tweeted into their show yesterday, if you ran that same poll as what's better, Bud Light or High Lie, about 89% of the people are going to go, Bud Light, because it's cheap and I can get it anywhere, even right. though High is the superior product. It doesn't sell as much. Uh, it doesn't uh, It doesn't have the same name recognition that, that the other product has, but it's better quality, better ingredients, better pizza, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> was so- I was wondering. I was like, is he going all the way, Papa John's? <laughs> and okay. of course, uh, the the first comments on the the Facebook feed are from Chris America. Uh, Chris America wants to know if Joe was one of the fifty percent taken by the Infinity Stones. And Loudbeard chimes in and says, "Some forty one sucks." We, so we sacrificed Joe to get the Soul Stone. Right? <laughs> Spoiler alert! Uh, and Chris America rightfully correcting me, saying. Don't bring him into this. He has no opinion on bubblegum punk, which, mm. man, that was such a cold line from him, too, calling it bubblegum punk instead of pop punk. It's true, though. No, it's not. It's pop punk. Whatever. I you mean, can't it, be bubblegum punk. But it's punk. the same thing. That's it what, is that, kind of the same thing. Yeah. That's why it, it stung so deep. I was like, ooh, it's true. Well, speaking of Chris America, why don't you give us the uh, the would you rather for this week that's brought to you by Chris America? Yes, and uh, Chris America had hit us up in the DMs. He slid right on into our DMs and, and threw out this scenario. And we're like, hey. That's as good as anything that we could come up with, so we rolled with it. But he wanted to know, would you rather have to drop a deuce so bad at any point? Think about how how badly you've had to go number two. The worst and, feeling. And you Ugh. can't. And so you've got to hold it, got to hold it, got to hold it. And then you finally get to a toilet, and then you want that sweet release, and nothing comes out. <laughs> Just sitting there, shooting blanks, struggling. <laughs> Straining. <laughs> Would you rather deal with that or the always classic, you're tired, you're exhausted, longest day of your life, maybe you work 1.30 in the morning every day until noon, you get home, and you try to go to sleep, and you can't. Without failure, every time you lay down, and all of a sudden, you're wide awake, can't sleep for hours, and there's nothing you can do about it. But Dude. you're still exhausted, of course. Super rough options on these two because this yeah. is this is a no win either way you cut it. Uh, there really isn't. There's no victories here. I got to be honest. As as a uh, parent, I feel like I value sleep so much more. So I would rather have to spend hours on the toilet trying to work that one out than not be able to fall asleep because I know like it, it, when it gets to that point where I'm just looking at the clock like. Oh man, I got to be up in that, three hours. That is the oh, I got to be up in worst. two hours, fifteen minutes. Trust me, every <laughs> you every that's week, my everyday <laughs> life is. Oh my god, if I go to bed right now, maximum two hours, and then lay down. I might as well not sleep today. <laughs> this just isn't even worth it. I'm done here, and it just and then, oh man, it, you know what though? At least I'm gonna go home after my shift. Kids are at the babysitter, school, going to get this nap in. It's going to be great. I'm going to get a little lunch, and I'm just, I'm so tired. There's no way I won't fall asleep. 
oh my God, it's four o'clock. I got to get the kids out. <laughs> cool. Cool, cool. So, so we've, got yeah. some, we've got some comments on this. Uh, Tyson says, you've held it so long that you can't go. Is that even a thing that can happen? Also, I'm a parent. I could fall asleep in traffic. And that's very true. I'm, I'm in that dad mode now where mid-conversation, I could, I could be out. I, I, I've never been able to achieve that, that status. I, it just, oh, I don't know what it is. It's I, a, I, I cannot fall asleep anywhere at any given it time. It is a like, blessing and a curse because literally <laughs> it could be mid-conversation. I can't tell you how many times I've gotten in trouble because my wife is like, did you just fall asleep while you were talking bro, to me? I'm so, yeah, I'm I so sure jealous. I, I, I need perfect conditions. Can't be any lights. <laughs> Temperature has to be an even number. <laughs> It just and even you get, then you get that OCD about it. No, no, I'm just saying oh. like that's how ridiculous it is about when I can fall asleep. It just has to be complete silence. You know, the, the equinox has to be right. It just there's all I sorts. I have to tap of, my foot four times. <laughs> right, there's then... all sorts of check boxes I have to do to get to sleep, and so I'm just I'm so envious of people that are able to just without any type of prompting or trying can just fall asleep. So. It's pretty impressive. It uh, might be one of the things I ask a genie for, for one of my three wishes. <laughs> the ability to fall asleep on command. Michael says we have smartphones for this reason. This is why smartphones were invented. If you have trouble getting started, it'll happen eventually. Uh, Jonathan says I can get up, play the game, read, or clean if I can't sleep, but I need to take an S. Demons need to be exercised. <laughs> <laughs> I, also, I also like how you're screwing that with... Take an S. Well, you know, I, <laughs> yeah. I'm not flipping that flag, I was just going to say, not flipping it I tonight. I am not flipping well, that flag well, tonight. Well, in true craft root sports fashions, we'll see how that holds up. <laughs> we should get in the beer. We do, yes. Let's get into the beer. Uh, and as always, uh, first pour, if I can find the sound cue for it. There we go. First pour brought to you by Dugout Mugs. And listen, we've got the hookup at Dugout Mugs. Just go to dugoutmugs.online slash craft. You're going to get 10% off your entire order. That's it. No code, nothing. Just go to the link, Dugout mugs.online slash craft 10% added directly to your order they are amazing we've they got really some are. we've got some interesting things coming uh very shortly here we've got a special edition dugout mug on its way turnaround time was uh, just the best the the Bananas, people there really. crazy quick turnaround time the people were super helpful they were just like oh can we do this with it yep you could totally do that great uh so awesome people over there at dugout mugs support them nothing better than drinking out of a baseball bat Let's get into the beer of the week this which, week. Which is Shadow and Dust by Barrier Brewing Company, which is out of Oceanside, New York. Uh, this one comes in at 7.6 ABV. Uh, it is described as a juicy brew with notes of grapefruit zest, balanced with papaya and stone fruit, and a dank finish. And they are not lying about that. Super dang. dang. This is super dang. Uh, and it also comes in with a rating of 3.98 caps on untapped. So uh, coming in pretty strong on, uh, on yeah, the good rating ratings. system. Good ratings. Um, and just, just to recap, because I know we go through this every week now when it comes to fruit and pronunciations, but nothing, nothing wrong there, right? Papaya, stone fruit. No, I'm good. on board with all of those. Okay, cool. I, I don't know that stone sure fruit. Grapefruit, too, is a little... <laughs> I just want to make sure you don't have some <laughs> stupid way of pronouncing both of those. So, um, First impressions there, Mike? What do you think? First impressions is they are not lying when they say it's got a dank finish. Um, <laughs> Can't harp on that enough. There is... Open it up and... Woo! This yeah, is dank. There is not... Uh, the, the fruit flavor is a little muted, uh, and I think it's because there is such a, a hefty IPA finish, mm. but it's not bad. And here's oh, where... Well. 
This is where I think IPAs, when they put in that fruit, why it's so beneficial. Because, yes, this is definitely a hoppy finish, but the fruit flavor kind of cuts into it. So you don't get really fruit flavor, but it cuts in, it cuts down on that hop. And It's like people who it's like, delicious. you know, hard liquor drinks with just a splash of Coke to where yep. it just, yep. just, just, or, just or a splash of water. <laughs> like, just don't give it to me full bodied. I just need just, just a little. What's wrong with those people, though, for real? Like... You gotta put- I, no, I mean, I don't get the, the, the Coke. I don't want to... But I, I totally get just a splash of water on some of these things. Like, I, I, I always That's take... Fair. I, yeah. My first sip of anything, liquor-wise, especially for the first time, if I've never had it before, I will always take that first sip on You gotta go straight. You gotta yeah, go right. straight. Just you gotta to, get to that know flavor. the flavor. But then, it, just, just for the drinkability and just to smooth it out and cut it just a tad, I will always just add a splash of water. Like, just hitting it one time underneath the tap and then move it on but yeah I, so i i get it we've but. got we've got some people before we uh transition out of this uh loudbeard and scott both want to know how's the mouth feel mouth feels are coming in great it's delicious mouth i, I don't want to i don't want to <laughs> disappoint the fans too when it comes to mouth. we've become the show known We're the mouth for feels, mouth yeah. feels. <laughs> So, yes, the, the mouthfeels are on point, <laughs> if you will. Uh, but, yeah, no, what, what I was going to say before you, you know, brought up the whole thing about the having the fruit to cut it is that this is a beer that Scott Kaiser and Mike Berlon circa two years ago. Super can. <laughs> wouldn't we have even we smelled this and we would have been like, nope. yes, would have cracked this one open and been like, can. Yep. Yep. Never, just one sip and done. Yep, would have been out. It would have been. It would have been one where we were like, "Let's get two cans of this for the show, just to do it." And then we're not going to finish it. And we now got, we I'm got already, Natterdays. We're good. And now I'm already thinking about. Nah, I need to slow down on this one and make sure I don't go through it too quick. We got three because Joe's not here. This is <laughs> first pour brought to you by Dugout oh, Mugs. As always, we will see how this beer holds up. Uh, we're running way behind. We got yeah, we, we need gotta to get, get, an get into now. Upper Deck quick. And, and Upper Deck brought to you by Minuteman Tickets. We love them. They're great. They're Ohio guys and they're sports fans, of course. They're not going to screw you over like other ticketing places. And no matter what you're looking for, football, baseball, hockey, theater, rib cook-offs, Minuteman has it all. Hit them up, MinutemanTickets.com, or give them a call at 614-943-3000 and avoid all of the fees that come with ordering tickets online. And when you do, tell them you heard about them through us on craft root sports nailed it good work man yes sir i know i know that gets a little weird at the end there and you slowed it down nice you worked it and it was well done i'm getting well better done. at these reads if you go back and listen to the, any of the first shows we had with reads just muck mouth so yeah don't do that but yeah i got gotten decent at it <laughs> <laughs> Three years in. Uh, super story in Upper Deck. Uh, hey, do you remember when Vince Young, that one year, joined it? Come on, focus, man. I can't. I can't. <laughs> By the way, that's going to be our drop next week. <laughs> Solid. No intro music, just that to start the show. <laughs> All right, well, get it together. Be a professional for a few I'm minutes. A man. I, I'm a man. I'm All a right. man. I got this. Uh, remember when Vince Young joined the Eagles back in the day when they were just signing everybody up? And <laughs> yes. and we all thought, wow, this is a really crazy team on paper. But Vince Young went the extra step, the extra ridiculous step of saying that they were the dream team. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was, And it was one of those cringeworthy moments because we all thought, ooh. 
Don't say that. That's that, what that, are you doing? You just you just cursed yourself. Like that. It's you just that, went, is that meme? It's oh no, what are you doing, baby? <laughs> yeah, oh no, baby, what are you doing? And then of course the the season was a complete disaster. Well, <clears throat> hey Joe, in case you missed this one, your boy, your new boy, Odell Beckham Jr. did his best young impression this week. <sighs> Hasn't even played a game with his teammates. Hasn't stepped on the field. They haven't even done team workouts, for God's sakes. And Beckham dropped this gem in an interview with GQ saying, quote, I plan on being there for the next five years and trying to bring as many championships there as possible. Turning the Browns into the new Patriots. End quote. So he... You were good. On the dismount, he was okay. But the landing, broken ankle, and it's not Kerry Strug style where he's going to still get the gold. This was one of those, you just Mike Berland the (laughs) F out of this, bro. And now I am completely worried about all Browns fans. Because, I mean, you don't need this. Browns fans are excited. And, you know, all of the national outlets, you know, rightfully so, are saying, hey, man, on paper, this team looks like it would be good. You know, the NFC or the NFC, uh, the AFC, I mean, rather, North is it's really garbage. weak. Yeah, it's really weak right now. It's there for the taking. And the Browns had already made improvements before this offseason, so it was already like, hey, man, they're going to be good. They've added all these pieces, and Odell Beckham being one of the biggest ones, obviously, you know, propels them to the, yeah, no doubt. But, man, can they make the playoffs before you start Can you win more than the- seven? Like, they won yeah. seven games last year. Okay. And I know there's upgrades, but... You know what? Sweep the AFC North. How about that? Let's take mm. baby steps. Just just win every game against your own competition in your division. And then talk about this stuff. But just going... Immediately going to be... Yeah, we're going to be the Patriots. We're trying to be the Patriots. Come on, man. That's just... just win, win one. And I mean a playoff game, not, not a Super Bowl. Just get there. Right. Anything. Yeah. Go, yeah. There's no reason to go all the way in. And I get being excited. I totally understand wanting to pump up the fan base and, and, and having confidence in yourself. That's great. But Odo Beckham also has a history of injuries. And for him, I would say, hey, personally, play 16 games. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Just play 16 <laughs> games. I, don't, you, I'm not putting a win total on it. I'm not putting a stat total on it. I'm just saying completely finish 16 games. <laughs> about that? Uh, says, got to beat the Steelers first. 100% true. Right. Beard wants to know if OBJ was wearing a kilt when he said it. Um, and Oh, God, I think he might have been. Oh, <laughs> that Met Gala was not a good look. Ugh. Frankie says he wants to know if the Browns will be the Patriots with or without fingers in the booty crack. That's mm, a... Mm, I, yeah, I mean, true. But By the way, I, I know I kind of put my foot in my mouth in the, the Craft Roots Fourth Facebook group about that. And I was seriously, when that headline came out, I thought Bob Kraft had a finger on the upper part of his crack. I didn't like the way. It oh, read, yeah. No, I totally I thought the same thing. I wasn't too. thinking like I never below thought low in the yeah, crack. No, I was like, I what? that's weird, bro. Why? You that's what I thought crack too. in there. I, I'm like, is that a thing now? Is that <laughs> is that what's is that what the kids are doing or the very <laughs> old men in this case? Like, hey, I want you to put fingers at the top of the crack <laughs> while you massage me. Pegging and fingers <laughs> in the top of the crack. And I'm like, I'm out. I'm this never, is this never is been crazy. more confused. <laughs> Anthony Wayne, uh, and thank you, Anthony, for sharing the show. Appreciate it, man. He says AFC North standings next season: Bengals, Ravens, Browns, Steelers. Uh, I want wow. whatever Anthony is smoking. That dude. He... Well, and Robert Taylor came in and says Browns, Steelers, Ravens, Bengals. That sounds. That's probably closer. To yeah, I was going to say accurate. that sounds more accurate. Although 
I would actually put the Ravens above the Steelers. I think the Ravens, mm, based on yeah. what they did last season and what they added this Especially season. Especially with Lamar. Like, uh, uh, yeah. With in his ben second season. On the, well, yeah, with Ben on the decline and, and well, Lamar and coming up. All the turmoil that the Steelers mm, have dealt true. with in the last year and a half and Antonio Brown. It's been it's been weird. So I, I would I would say Browns, Ravens, Steelers, Bengals. I'm on board with that. All right, moving on. Uh, there's a girl that tried to slide into Bryce Harper's DMs. On Instagram. I mean, because why wouldn't you swoon? <laughs> that beard. That, that beard, that hair. Oh, my goodness. Sploosh. Even, uh. even as a Braves fan, him always playing in division now for the Phillies before that, the Nationals. I'm just like, yeah, I get it. <laughs> I do, too. Take, Bryce take Harper, off that helmet. Bryce Harper Flip is an attractive hair. man. He's an attractive man. And, yeah, when he flips the hair, it's like, you son of a bitch. You know what you're doing. This bald bastard right here hates you for that. Uh, but. God damn it, I respect you. Uh, well, hold on. Oh, Flip the flag. No, are you serious? <laughs> In the middle of Upper Deck, pause the music and play the drop. I can't believe it. I can't say god damn it. No. Nobody's listening anyways. <laughs> but for purposes of the flag, man. Jesus. <laughs> Did you like that Euchre uh, reference? Yes, I did. Go for it. Anyway, so... My God. At least I made it into the second story of Upper Deck this time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyways, this chick tried to slide into Bryce Harper's DMs, but she messed up and she accidentally sent the message to Harper's wife, Kayla. Whoopsies. Uh, So Kayla put the girl on blast in an Instagram story showing the message, quote, Hey, handsome, I'm Jordan. I'm just trying to be your stress reliever, end quote. (laughs) And then Kayla also put a picture of the girl with a message back saying, if you're going to go after a married man, at least you could, the least you could do is be smart enough to message his Instagram account and not his wife's. Sick burn, Kayla. Uh... Jordan with all of the thirst. First of all, that sounds like a rookie mistake. It sounds shout out to PJ for sharing the show. Thank you, PJ. Hey, PJ, thanks, man. Uh, Appreciate you joining. That is like (laughs) Robert also wanted to tell you you're the fucking worst. (laughs) I really (laughs) we can quote now. I really am. He's also trying to go division by division and give us each of his what he thinks. You don't have to do it. We get it. You think the Chiefs are going to win it all? Got it. Yeah, I saved (laughs) you some time. Uh, (laughs) And of course, he wants to mention he's top fan. But anyway. Anyways, so this girl, if you're going to slide into a, an, a a Major League Baseball player's DMs, I feel like you got to go Brandy's tactic where you need to be funny or do something. This girl came in like a cam girl, like thirsty. I want to be your stress reliever. Check the link in my bio for my private show. <laughs> I wonder if she was even really trying to get with him or just trying to get views on her page. That's what I'm saying. I wonder if she's a cam girl. Like this could have been a, a robo account right there. Just. Sending it out to everybody, and that's why it went to Kayla instead of Bryce, because it was just like, yeah, I would we're actually, just going that up. I'd actually appreciate if she came out and said, I mean, it was just a, it was just spam. I, I, I don't care about your dude. I'm just trying to get views. Like, I'm just trying to live out here. Just an Instagram, Instagram girl trying to eat. Oh, sorry, boo. I'm trying to eat and suck that dick. All right, moving on. <laughs> well... You can say that now. Okay, yeah, moving on. I want to know who the F, and I can can say say it it now. Who the fuck does Clay Thompson think he is this week? Because there's a motherfucker. Right, yeah, he's motherfucker of the week. In fact, I would move this story down, but I got a bigger one. Uh, So this week, reports came that this dude got up and left during a screening of Avengers Endgame with an hour left in the movie. Whoo! 
According to Ethan Strauss of The Athletic, quote, Thompson conserves his energy for what he loves, and he's always been impatient with any less than favorite activity. There was amusement in Warrior's Land when, with an hour left in the film, Clay just got up and left a screaming of, screaming of Avengers Endgame. The plot didn't quite interest him, not enough to demand that much time and attention, end quote. Son of a bitch. Dude. You play third fiddle at best on your own team. What else is there to do but be entertained by other people in Hollywood and California? Like, fuck you, Clay Thompson. Have you ever walked out of a movie? No. no. I haven't either. I, know, I tell you I mean, one, maybe the only it's because time I'm I ever not... left a movie when I was when I was a kid, and you're gonna laugh for either. I don't even know if I should tell this. Story. Nope. Now you got to. Yeah. You're in too deep. Trying to keep <laughs> up above <laughs> in my head instead of going under, but not going to on this one. Wanted to see Bill and Ted's uh, excellent adventure as a kid. Brother was somewhere at a sleepover, so my mom took me to a movie. It was just me and her. Little mom, di- mom, son date. Yeah, Bill it. and Ted's excellent adventure, and had, you know was super into the cartoon. Wanted to see the movie. Got to the the scene where they go to hell and Satan. <laughs> and as a kid, it scared me. And she's like, "Are you ready to leave?" And I'm like, "Yeah, we got to go." I, I was scared <laughs> of leaving, and so we left the movie theater. <laughs> I haven't seen that movie. I, I think I tried to watch it one other time and got back to that scene. I remember thinking, uh, I left here. But yeah, the only time I've ever gotten up and left the movie. I don't even like getting up. Na- nowadays with movie prices, like, I don't even like getting up. That's what I was going to say. If I guess so, if, I had, if I guess I if I had clay money, I'd be more apt to leave. But I'm like, no, nah, I paid this much for a matinee. No, we're staying. Right. <laughs> but yeah, so Clay Thompson, uh, Team Light Skin, you can go suck my dick. Uh, unreal. All right, how about some NASCAR news? Woo, NASCAR. This, is, this might be the first time we've talked NASCAR. No, no, no. Sports. Don't just delete the mic. This is absolutely the first, first time, time. we've talked NASCAR. On Welcome this NASCAR show. fans into Crawford Sports. Here's our go at it. Uh, so apparently Kevin Harvick uh, has some beef with some of the younger drivers. They have this like ongoing battle. So last year a bet was made that if Harvick didn't win uh, a race in Miami uh, that he said he was going to win, then he was going to have to repaint his car. Uh, so he made this bet. He ended up coming in third in the race. And true to his word, got to give a little hat tip to Kevin Harvick. He is owning up to the bet. And Bush unveiled the new Kevin Harvick paint job that will be going on the all-star race coming up here soon. The Bush number four millennial car. Uh, <laughs> so in a loss, Harvick oh ends up coming up with the W on this one. The car <laughs> is pink and features emojis all over it. There's like fire emojis on the top. It's got an avocado. It's got toast. It's got the frog in the teacup emojis. Jesus. Uh, the hood has the Bush logo and then they put the AF on it. So it's Bush as fuck, which just sounds amazing to me. Uh, and then there's millennial phrases that are incorporated in uh, in and written on the car. Uh, it it says yeet. Uh, and then, you know, how everybody laughs at NASCAR that all they do is turn left. Well, they, they, <laughs> they used do. the phrase turned left on the car. I <laughs> and then wrote Bush's Bay at one point. <laughs> the crown jewel of the millennial car. There's though, more? Yes, this is the crown jewel. There is a trophy on one side and painted underneath the trophy are the words participation trophy. Sick burn. Magnificent. <laughs> that is fantastic. I thought this was great, and I may watch at least the start of that race to see the car in action. I might make that my profile picture <laughs> just because just the car, just the profile picture of the car. Is that so awesome? But keeping this train moving because we are so behind. Uh, Don Cherry, speaking of old men and old white people in general, 
Uh, he doubled down this week on his criticism of the Carolina Hurricanes from earlier in the year, saying, quote, I don't embrace nothing. I said they look like a bunch of jerks being fish in the water, a bowling ball. It came down from the top. I want to entertain the fans. The fans there now, the seventeen or 18,000 are front runners. They're there because they win, not because they act like fish. End quote. Don Cherry taking off the gloves for people in Doubling Carolina. down. But to Don Cherry's credit, and I love me some Don Cherry, his outfits are, are, are on point. They are fleek, as the kids would say? Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, the, on fleek? I don't know how it goes. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. They're, they're fleekish. Um, the, this, was, this has always been my argument with hockey, is in the warm weather areas, it just doesn't really resonate. And I, I don't care, you know, unless the team is winning. Like, right. I mean, well, if the team okay, is so winning, and I mean, you could say that about any team anywhere for any sport. Right. I get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But specifically hockey, a cold weather sport that is generally much more enjoyed by Canada and, and states where there's an actual winner consistently, <laughs> not in Carolina. Like, I just don't see how it ever really gets a toehold in any of those states. And they're lukewarm at best about it. And that's especially when they're winning. But when they lose, it's not really is something that really affects them. So I totally get what Don Cherry's saying. But also, he's being an old man yelling at the clouds here because let the let the fans play. Well, and, <laughs> it's, so I, I do get it, it to a point. He is right that, yes, winning brings fans in. And now you're in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yes, people are all on board now. You catch hockey fever. We saw it with Nashville where when the Predators are making their run, all of a we sudden. We saw it with Vegas last year. Yeah, like people get on board with the winning team but part of that is because they became this national phenomenon where they were called a bunch of jerks just for having fun after a game and then people wanted to support them and be like no these guys are having fun this is a good thing he actually added more fuel to the fire right i mean right carolina became i remember when we we did that story initially it was one of those things now i'm rooting for carolina yeah because cool man they're a bunch of jerks all right well i support them because if exactly again if the establishment and the old heads in any type of sport are saying nah this new age stuff get off my lawn then i'm automatically gonna side with whatever they're against so as much as i like don cherry Sorry, Don Cherry. There was a I'm there was a little bit idiots. there was a little bit after the quote too. Uh, there was one other thing that Don Cherry added. He said, "Also, I love Blink One Eighty Two." End quote. And I don't know. I mean, whoa, yeah, Don Cherry, very crazy. Don he, Cherry, he big knows, Blink One Eighty Two fan. He knows his suit game and his music game, and I don't believe that we should argue with anything no, Don no, no. Cherry says. I mean, he's Blink One Eighty Two fan, so he's old man uh, supporting the old man pop punk band. I mean, you know, whatever. Anyways, there is a bar outside of Cleveland that's got a new promotion coming up. In a Facebook post, Yuzu, uh, this bar in, uh, just outside of Cleveland, posted the following announcement. Quote, it's that time of the month. Time for a new menu item, that is. Like this new cocktail. Even can't literally. A berry hashtag margarita thoughtfully complimented with the tampon applicator garnish. Uh, also, $1 towards Uh-oh. every purchase of this drink goes towards a donation fund for a Cleveland area women's shelter. Um, would you buy a, a tampon drink? Would you? I can't would even, you, literally. I just, I can't. I, just, I was sold on the drink until, uh, oh, wait, you, 
you garnish it with the tampon, I'm out. Just the applicator, not like the whole tampon, because the tampon would suck up the water right. or no, the, the drink. I, like, I it's understand, just the- but it's just the idea that, <laughs> oh, wait, this this is a... T- no, I'm So cool. you can order the drink without the tampon, and they would donate the tampon to a women's shelter as well. Okay, so then would, I'm in. They would do that and still give the dollar uh, from the drink to the, the area women's shelter. Uh, they got They got a lot of flack for this on social media. People were not happy about this. I think it's a brilliant idea because prior to this, would have never heard the name Yuzu before. No doubt. Now, I'll probably forget about him next week, but for this week, <laughs> uh, made it in Upper Deck. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and this has been Upper Deck brought to you, as always, by Miniman Tickets and by Tampons. Um, <laughs> the, uh, heavy flow. I can't help that I have a wide set vagina and heavy flow. <laughs> We got all the references here. I just, I, I mean, I don't know what, that that feels like one of those drinks that you buy for your friend just to, uh, oh, just to it's razzle. totally a jerk, jerk drink to buy. Yeah. Hey bro, happy birthday. Boom. You got to drink this. It's like icing someone. Right. Which right, I know all right. about. I can only imagine you setting down a glass down here with. A tampon in it. Wait, there's discussions. Lockbeard is saying that Don Cherry's a Sum 41 fan. Don't be making stuff up. No, we're Scott, not making stuff up. I mean, direct quote, bro. Scott says he likes whoever the Canadian version of Sum 41 is, <laughs> which is actually kind of funny because Sum 41 is Canadian. They're from Toronto. So Sum 41 is, is the, the Canadian, Canadian version, version of, of Sum 41. <laughs> Uh, and Robert Taylor says we should change the name of Upper Deck to the Mike Fucks Up segment. I don't fuck up. I just flip the flag. It's it's not a bad thing. Potato, I'm... tomato. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Where do you want to go first this week? Because we have so much to get to uh, here. I know. And I feel like, you know, let's get the XFL stuff. Because I was pretty okay. excited. And that came out early in the week. And, man, it, we've talked about both the AAF and the XFL before they ever got started, what they needed to do to succeed, how it would succeed long-term. And then obviously once we, we saw the fold of the AAF and how everything went down there, it was like, all right, here's everything that they did wrong. And here's what XFL needs to do to make sure that they don't follow the same path of folding before the season is over. And already like we, we had jokes when it first started because they were like, Hey, we're a league, but we're not starting for two years. And it was like, well, that's what, why are we having this announcement? No announcement thing. But it turns out that may have been for the best because they seem to have lined up all their ducks in a row. And it came out this week. They partnered with ESPN and Fox to make sure that their broad, their games are broadcast on ABC, FX, Fox, all of those stations across the board weekly and that's exactly what, what we, we, do. we hammered on the AAF about doing after the first week where it was, hey, here we are in you know local television on CBS. And then from there, it was, hey, good luck finding us. Well, you yeah, know. like that. And that first week they had such, although they did increase ratings from week one to week two, there was a, a bump up. And I think it even increased into week three as well. But you knew as soon as they moved all those games from CBS to CBS Sports Network, uh, that's that's not going to be good. It's going to end badly for everybody involved. Which, by the way, did you hear the story about the AAF the last day that they were? I did. Everybody where, looting. Just yeah. Just take <laughs> it, was, it, it was mad. Grab. Coach took a fifty-five inch TV. Was like, well, see you later. <laughs> but that that juxtaposes the fact that 
all of the they they sent all those guys to all those places and then canceled the season and shut everything down. I'm like, hey, by the way, find your own way home, pay your own ticket. So I totally get. Okay, anybody. cool. Well, I'm gonna pay my own ticket with this 55 inch TV. <laughs> yeah. See you bye. Get back to the facility, find your way back, and well, I'm gonna help myself to anything that's not nailed down. I'm totally on board with that. And some things that are. I'm probably going to take those too. <laughs> I'm taking all this shit with me. You guys using this? You are? Cool. It's mine now. Um, but yeah, I think uh, this is a baller move for the XFL. Vince gets it right on this one. Um, so they'll, they will definitely at least get through that first season. They are. Yeah, they there's are no doubt enough. in my mind that they've, they've lined everything up and paid very close attention to what sunk the AAF. Right. And are not going to let that the same thing Which, happened to them. If you think about it, this is genius on Vince's part. Right. So the, the rumor was that the AAF wanted to buy the XFL name and Vince was like, no, you can't have it. I, I'm going to use it. I'm, I'm doing a football <laughs> league. Uh, so, and, and we're going to do it in uh, 2020. Yep. That's what, what we're going to do. Been planning this for years, yep. bro. So then the AAF was like, well, that's fine. We're going in 2019, 2018, 2019. So it's fine. Go ahead. Do your little league. That's fine. Uh, we're, right. we're first to market. So we're going to win this. Uh, and then they tank. Now Vince looks like a genius because he's able to learn from all of those mistakes. Right. Did you see they've also softened their – Oliver Luck said they're softening their stance on uh, drugs and and arrests. Not just softening their stance. He specifically said, and all signs point to – that they're not even going to test for marijuana, period. They won't test for marijuana, but in terms of like letting people in who have like... Right, uh, no. Because I, Vince was like, if you've been arrested, you're not in my league. Right, no, and that, but and that's one thing, though, but it's another thing to be in the league. And it's the, so I guess that's the, the, the interesting side of that is, so if you had a weed arrest, that, that knocks you out twice because you, mm. you've been busted for drugs right. and you've been arrested. That means eh, that's a no-no and they wouldn't take you. But what if now in a league that doesn't test for marijuana, you are <laughs> freely smoking weed and they have no idea or don't care to know because they're not testing, but then you get busted or arrested for something else. Do you get kicked out of the league? Mm. Vince was never clear on that. Yeah. So how does that work if you don't have a rap before you come into the league but then get a rap while in the league yeah, that's that it. Things? That's definitely going to be a question Vince needs to answer on a Twitter live stream that he won't answer. He'll just say, we'll have more information later on that. I feel uh, like he should call in Craft Root Sports and answer it. <laughs> and if it goes anything like his uh, interview with, uh, what's his name, Short Stuff from NBC, we're, we're in for a, a doozy. <laughs> Actually, I take that back because any interview he's ever done ever, if you, if you ask him a question he doesn't like, he pretty much just goes on the offensive and... and destroys you so hmm. i mean i'm not against him coming on the show and yeah. destroying us it would make us national news but it'd be good stuff <laughs> would he go as hardcore as bronson arroyo did in his voicemail probably pretty close right? on. <laughs> <laughs> all right so how long do you legitimately give the xfl now now that they've got this like what is the okay so they the the time originally frame, the xfl got one full season that's what you were going with originally. Let's no, put no, the, no. I mean, that, I'm saying the, the original XFL got one. Oh, full right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you figured they've learned from all those mistakes, and now they've sat back and learned from the AAF's mistakes. I'm going to put the over-under at two, right? It's got to be two full seasons. Over-under, okay. They'll definitely get through the first one. There's no doubt about my, my mind about that. It's will people then come back for a second season, and do they end up seeing the struggles that they – have seen and the AAF saw in the first season and the second season. Like, okay, you can get people to come out and people are watching and it makes it through this full season, but can you bring them back? 
can you can you get them to take a year off from this thing and then still return? That's where it's going to be tough. Yeah, that's why I put the over under at two years because I could totally see if you told me a year from now, oh, the XFL folded mid season and they end up suffering the same fate as the AAF did only a season later, I'd be like, yeah, it totally makes sense. Yeah, I can see that. It's just too tough. But I could also see them get through the second season and then just be like, yeah, we're done now. That's enough. We're like, I could see them getting through that. And that's why if I'm Vegas, I put the over under at two so that I get all the bets of people taking the under and the people trying to take the over. Like, but you get a, a, plenty of people who think, oh, no, there's no way this is going to make it two seasons. Yeah, right, I mean, right. So you get all the suckers who bet that. Two is the perfect number. <laughs> Gotta uh, Scott, think like Vegas thinks, Scott maybe. wants to know if, uh, if XFL signs uh, Josh Gordon now, which that's an interesting case. So he Why had, wouldn't I? Well, so he yeah, he's been never been arrested. Right, he, he just had issues with weed in the past, like very. And he also hasn't public been completely reinstated weed. by the NFL after his most recent right, like sabbatical. He sabbatical. He, that's a good way to put well, it. That's a nice per, way to put it. He personally took it though. This last time he said, "I'm stepping away," and they didn't. They didn't actually suspend him or anything, but the NFL. He but the, said the that he's like rumor ready. is that he did that to avoid a suspension, right? And so they haven't, you know, officially made a ruling on that. But we'll see. But again, like we said with the AAF, it's all about star power. So they'd be wise to the. We'll we'll take all of your baggage. We'll take everything. It names is all we care about. So you know Vince needs to lighten up his stance on all of that stuff. Right. Needs to just completely be like, yeah, never just go. Uh, I never said that. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to you know taking guys with criminal past, just take everybody. Who Vince, cares? here's the video of you saying that. That's not what I meant. Yeah. Oh, okay. That, cool. that was taken out of context. <laughs> that's been edited. Here's the entire clip uh, of you <laughs> saying it. Uh, nope, that's still out of context. Okay. Cool, and, and, and Robert makes a good point. It's Vince McMahon. <laughs> if you can make him money, you will always be forgiven. And that's, that's true. Absolutely true. So I mean, we've seen that with WWF, or excuse me, WWE. Ooh, uh, yeah, <laughs> not the Wild <laughs> World Wildlife Foundation. Uh, I haven't seen anything with them. <laughs> By the way, when you see WWF. Do you think? Do you think World Wildlife Federation? Because I do. Everything. Of course. Is that what? It, or is it World Wildlife Foundation? What is? I think what does WWF stand for? I think now? it's foundation. I don't know. I honestly don't know. But all I, think I know is federation. that stupid panda staring back at me every time. Makes me so sad. Did you <laughs> I see, just that see that panda, panda staring? Logo. <laughs> it's world. We're both wrong. It's World Wildlife Fund. <laughs> so we. <laughs> Completely we have no idea what the fuck we're talking about on this show. <laughs> F stands for you two are fuckboys. <laughs> wow. Speaking of fuckboys, let's talk some L.A. Lakers. Uh, yes! Man, they're a bunch of fuckboys over there in L.A. Uh, so if you missed it this week, the Lakers had honed in on their coaching search. They knew who they wanted. LeBron had picked the coach that he wanted to come in, and it was Ty Lue. He was bringing back the magic from the Cavs. Uh, they were going to which lock in Ty. Pause that whole thing for a minute, because as is always the case whenever LeBron leaves a place, now three times, it was kind of assumed or rumored that part of the reason why he was leaving was because he wasn't happy with Tyron Lue. I never understand right, the whole LeBron what, thing so, is that these coaches end up following him or being rumored for these jobs. I mean, it was he left Cleveland originally because Mike Brown couldn't coach. And then he left Miami because, you know, he didn't really believe in Spolstra. And, and then he left Cleveland again because, yeah, Ty Lue was whatever and he couldn't get a bump. And 
Mike Brown's been was linked once upon a time to going back to Cleveland again. Right. He was, he was a bronze coach. The, of course, all the rumors that he may go back to Miami where Spolster still coaches. And now <laughs> Lou was going to go to L.A. and that fell apart. But I'm just like, what's the truth of LeBron and these coaches? Yeah, I don't. Does he just get... run daily hot and cold with all of them? I think that's more what it is. Like, it's it's more just, hey, what what have you done for me lately? Uh, and, and that's how LeBron kind of feels about all of it. But from the Lakers perspective, Ty Lue is a coach that proved that he can coach LeBron. He got him to a, a right. title and maybe the way to coach LeBron is just step out of the way and let him do whatever the fuck he wants to Which do. Which is what I've assumed. Like, I've ahead, always LeBron. assumed is the number one you quality of a, a LeBron James head coach. LeBron, what are we doing? Right. Because, and I think that's where a lot of coaches, because a lot of coaches get that big head where they're like, no, I'm the coach. You're going to listen to me. And it's like, nah. Dude. Oh, that's definitely what happened to David Black. All these, he, all, he, right. was, he was Mr. No Name and, oh, he's got this overseas credential. And it was obvious within about 15 minutes, he was trying to tell LeBron what to do. He was yeah. like, this marriage will <laughs> never work. And he got, he got David Black the F up out of Dodge. But so, so Lou was the, the guy that was going to LA. And then Lou, Turned him down because L.A. apparently really lowballed him in their offer. Like, he wanted a, a decent term. Uh, he wanted decent pay commensurate with a coach who's won a championship. Which is not asking With that your much. best player on the team. Uh, and L.A. And not only that, Lou played for L.A. So you would think there'd be He some got stepped of- over by Allen Iverson in an L.A. jersey. <laughs> Come on. He's a Lakers legend. But also in those reports. Mount Rushmore of L.A. <laughs> yeah. Kobe the rapist. I was going to say rapist, <laughs> Shaq, Kareem, Lou. <laughs> and I feel like Lou's face on that Mount is the Rushmore. biggest of all four. Well, yes, that too. And it's got a big gap where the rocks fell off in between his teeth. But it's him. <laughs> it's him. <laughs> yes. The, the, the image of Lou, there's actually a leg coming He's over. Stepping his. over him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Four heads and then him laying horizontally. Why is there like a, just you look up the history? But also apparently Frankie says he still has PTSD from getting stepped on. <laughs> but also apparently they wanted to have input on a staff, which yes. is also big no no when you're talking about a coach that has which is won. let's let's read that for what it really is. They're hedging their bets of like all right, right once we get rid of Lou. We'll bring Jason Kidd in. He's the the head coach in waiting because we've got him on the staff. We don't really think you're good enough to do the job. We want to have people that are readily available to replace you at a moment's notice. I goes totally... back to LeBron. LeBron's not LeBron's not feeling it anymore, man. So uh, you got to go. <laughs> right. uh, he's cool with Kidd though. Kidd's been sitting next to him when he sits on the bench. So uh, Scott we're gonna makes a very good point. He has more highlights in L.A. than LeBron does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he absolutely does. He also has That's played a, in more playoff games take. in LA than LeBron. That's a good has. take. That's a damn good take. You know what that deserves, Scott? DJ Airhorn. That deserves absolutely. the DJ Airhorn. If job, Joe Scott. was here, that we'd get way more of that. Uh, no so doubt. it's all Joe's fault for not being here. But that Joe wouldn't have even had to pause to bring that one up. He would have hit that. Would have been. He would have hit it Airhorn twice right before away. we even read the comment. <laughs> like, you guys will see it in a second. He'll know. Um. Okay, so, and uh, on top of that, fans in L.A. are planning a protest. Uh, I think it was for today. They were going outside the stadium and protesting the state of the team. (laughs) (laughs) I always laugh at the state of the team things. But how far has... You don't need the team to come out and hold a presser to know how bad or good your team is. (laughs) But how far have the Lakers fallen? If you remember last offseason when LeBron said he was going to L.A., 
All of those LA fanboys. It was Title Town. This is it. Had, gonna, had the mural painted on the wall. Get, and Durant's going to come over. Yep. Kawhi's coming. We're going to get beginning, uh, of, beginning of our third LeBron. dynasty, baby. Here it is. This is it. LA's back, baby. And uh, since then, they are protesting outside of <laughs> outside of the Staples Center for how shitty their franchise is. And not only run. that, there's the rumors that... Genie Bus has been advised to trade LeBron. That's where I was going next. <laughs> a year into the deal, and this is already falling apart and falling so hard that did it fall apart? I said apart, but no, I was you like, didn't. No, He's... no, I did. I was, uh, I was doing one of these. I was talking out of my listen back, my listen mouth. back tomorrow because you definitely said falling well, apart. A fart, this. Um, <laughs> but everything is falling apart so fast <laughs> and and so crazy that the idea it. To be perfectly honest with you, isn't that far fetched? Because it's it's such a a shit show. Why why bother hanging on to somebody who LeBron is difficult to build around? There's a lot of things right. that have to be perfectly massaged when it comes to LeBron. As much as I like LeBron, in order for him to be at his maximum capacity, and as he gets older, much harder to do, there has to be so many different pieces put into place, and the Lakers don't have the means to make any of it really happen right now, and the, the, the roster around them right now is just complete dog shit, that it might make the most sense to just re- hit the reset button and start over, which... Again, for Lakers fans and for that franchise, isn't easy to do, and they're not used to it, but they've bungled this now for four or five years in preparation of getting LeBron. They get him. It all falls apart. Well, what else are you supposed to do other than go back to the drawing board, more or less? Well, that's the thing. So I feel like you can only trade him if you're going to get some type of superstar back, because let's face it, LeBron, as dysfunctional as your franchise is, he's the only reason why people are going to buy tickets. So you need to be able to get pieces back that are going to be a a winner or a contender. And in the West, what are you going to get back to compete with the West, bro? That's the thing. Like if you look at the teams in the West, the Lakers need so much help. There's no way. Here's the best thing that I saw. And I can't remember who tweeted it, where I saw it. I just happened to see it come across my timeline. And I thought, that is absolutely the best case scenario for all the parties involved. Somebody has suggested that Boston trade Brad Stevens to the Lakers for LeBron. He goes there. Mm. Kyrie ends up coming back to Boston. He goes back to the East where he's used to and dominant and can get back to the finals and doesn't have to deal with the West and all that other stuff. And that literally is the best case scenario for the Lakers, LeBron, and everybody involved. And and obviously Boston would be thrilled to, to get LeBron and then... You know, Kyrie more or less decides because we've all decided that the way things went down for him, he's not going back there because that dude talk about it. I mean, if LeBron was a shit show, then Boston with Kyrie was a shit show on ice <laughs> this year because it just it was not good. They got beat by a one man team in, in the Bucks, and it was just it was ugly. And, and dude, that series was unreal. <sighs> Uh, and and shout out to Loudbeard because he called it on scout team where he said that's going to be a gentleman sweep uh, in favor of Milwaukee. I didn't think there was any chance. I mean, we picked Boston, and I know we we hedged our bets a little bit once the playoffs started where we were like, man, Boston looks like dog shit, but that was supposed to be the team. It was right. it was Boston's year and nothing, man. Good well, lord. Well, and we also had 
doubled back to Boston where uh, we kind of got a little shaky on them at the end of the season like everybody, but it was one of those things, eh, everybody's getting healthy, everybody's starting to play right at the right time, they're going to be what we thought they were going to be at the beginning of the season, they're just going to roll right through. And I, I do remember saying, well, I, I picked the Raptors ultimately to come out. I'd switch that. Yeah, you did. Talk about hedging bets. I, I definitely was like, nope, I think I'm getting <laughs> off this while it's still good. But I still thought it would ultimately be the Raptors and Boston in the Eastern Conference Finals. And they didn't even make it there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they pulled a Toronto from last year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you still feel good about Toronto making it in? I do. But I mean, it's, it's whatever. I, I don't care. Kevin Durant. Only here on Craft Brew Kevin, Sports, Kevin do, you get, do you get in-depth analysis like, <laughs> I don't care, it's whatever. <laughs> Kevin Durant, injury or not, I still got Warriors in five. <laughs> Dude, okay, so let's talk about that. So you think that's not going to affect anything on the Warriors? Uh, nope, it's Durant. too late. It's too late in the only series that matters. Warriors. But it's not to too late. They're going not, back to Houston, right? Not, they only have to win one. But they're going back to Houston. Game seven's at the Oracle. And that's fine. KD won't be playing game seven. It's cool. Oh, this is where we get nope. hope. Why do you shit on my hope every time? This because is where we get hope I'm that they're not going, going down. to believe. This has literally been for the last three uh, years. I will not believe that they're going to lose until they actually lose. <laughs> I do really, <laughs> well, for what? No, I know. I get what you're saying. It's so hard to pick against that team. It's it's really tough, especially with the lineup that they have. That's like, like even without Kevin Durant, right. and I get it. They play differently in the playoffs, and Steph isn't Steph. It, like there's a very different dynamic with that team come playoff time it seems like a completely beatable team versus the regular season and all this other stuff but at the end of the day the names on paper and and you know what okay so kevin durant goes down you know what that means mr get up and leave early from avengers endgame probably scores more (laughs) points gets all the points that he's you know looking for because there's rumors that he's been disappointed and getting scraps from them and wants to shine more so he steps up bigger and i mean that's what happens everybody thinks well but remember when durant joined the warriors it was oh my god this is icing on top of the icing on the already right right. so okay you take a layer of icing on it you still got that, and they're still up. I mean, if they were if if they, they were down, three, two. if they were all down, right. I'd say, all right, well, this is the end. Like this 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 has come at the wrong time, and they're screwed. They're up. They only have to win one time. Rockets have to win two. Scott wants to know, but what if Thompson gets bored with KD, without KD and just walks out, which is a valid point. <laughs> that's uh, actually that, no, that's that's a good what? point. You know what? That deserves another rap air horn, Scott. You're Scott's second it. second rap air horn of the day, man. That would be funny if he's just in mid game. You know what? I'm sick of this whole dynamic. I'm ready to move on. There's an hour left. I gotta go. <laughs> How much time we got left in this game? An hour? Yeah, I'm out. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Doug stuff. Morgan, shout out to Doug for sharing the show. He said, Leonard's the best player in the NBA. Golden State will win without KD. Clay will score 40 tomorrow. So See? He's, he's that's, right and that's, on board and that's with what I'm saying. Like, line of thinking there. Everybody thinks that it's the kiss of death without KD. And I just think, I don't think it's it the, just means that one of, and in this case, Clay has been marginalized. But Steph hasn't even been playing that great lately. He, he hasn't, has but been... what happened when Durant went out? What did Steph do? He turned. I feel like Steph and all of those I don't guys. Know. I fell asleep because uh, <laughs> I went dad mode where I was like, oh shit, Kevin Durant. <laughs> 
Well, I think I tweeted out. That he, I think I tweeted out. You, you did. can hear Golden State assholes pucker, and then I fell asleep and missed the end of the game. <laughs> and woke up. That they ended up winning. Woke up in my recliner, and I was like, "What happened? Oh, they won. Yeah. Son of a bitch!" And that's what I'm saying. It still doesn't matter. <laughs> and what happened? Steph went Steph. I feel like everybody, and especially this year, has kind of deferred to Durant and wanted to make him. Be more. Of I mean, he's point. he's a two-time Finals MVP, so right. it's hard not to say uh, and, and Durant totally is the and, guy and, on the team, and arguably the best player in the NBA. And no doubt, I totally get it. And this year, more so, they're like, all right, because they're hoping to God that he might still stay, even though it looks like he's probably going to go. But without him, they revert back to the Warriors before, and the Warriors before were good enough to do it and still just Unless they played LeBron and And Kyrie. And they don't have that to face them. That's what I'm saying. They don't have that looking at them. Okay, LeBron and Kyrie from that season or... Not Paul and Harden. They're just not. Like, I mean, that's that's what you're looking at. If you're saying LeBron and Kyrie, and right now they have to go up against Paul and Harden, Paul and Harden, not as good as... That that do you think LeBron, the rest of the Rockets though make up for the dog shit Cleveland team? I mean, they had love. I don't. Yeah, no, I, I don't. I, yeah. I really don't. Love but was not, like non-existent not, in that finals, right? And not when they have to win two again. They've got to win twice. They're going to win at home. Are I will, they good? Yeah. I will are say they that they will to, win yeah. at home. Are they it's good going enough to, to force game a game seven? seven? Absolutely. But just like we saw in that Cleveland series when Draymond Green got suspended for kicking dicks, uh, it went. <laughs> it, Cleveland just needed to get to game seven. And and then in a game seven, anything can happen. Thank you, cliche man. <laughs> yes, we you are dig aware. deep. You dig deep. You find your guts. It's yeah, game we're seven. Aware. It's game, game seven. seven. Uh, you just got to get to game seven. Cool. Speaking of Draymond Green uh, kicking dicks, I like that he has gone from, uh, as Dwight Schrute would say, uh, from the crotch to the crotch of the face where he is just (laughs) raking eyes every chance he gets. Now Draymond green was like, you know what? I got tired of kicking dicks. So now I'm just going to rake James Harden's eyeballs. Every chance I get, I I can't believe there's not been any other calls after that. It has been so blatant. Every time green comes out to cover Harden that he just swipes right at it. He goes NBA swipes, right? He does swipe right. Uh, <laughs> he goes NBA Jam style where he just like smacks him. him in the face. <laughs> and Harden's looking like, bro, can I get a call? Which uh, it is kind of funny to see Harden complain about not getting calls after getting every call ever. Um, so it is kind of funny to see that happen. For sure. In this series. I'd also like to so give a shout out to it. us because... Joe would be proud of how much NBA talk we've done tonight. That was an, that was some good NBA analysis on our part. No, um, it really was, and we and you know it's just lack of and time. Flow? Did you see that flow too? From the we started that talking about the Lakers, and we can't. We ended up analyzing the Western Conference. Come on, man! We did transition well. That was that was really well done. All right, so where well, are we going now? Uh, how about a non-good transition? Let's talk soccer. Uh, okay, <laughs> another sport that we don't really talk. Okay, uh, so I know you didn't watch any of the Champions Cup. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, anyways, so uh, I don't want to wake up Scott. So there was a very entertaining. What? Set. I'm in too deep. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I'm trying to keep my head up above. <laughs> Instead of going under. I like that you haven't gotten the lyrics right yet. I know. That's, the, that's, the, that's also the point. When you're some 41 fan, you don't need to get the, the, the lyrics you right. You just feel the music. Right. Uh, anyway, so there was a, uh, a very big comeback. Liverpool beat Barcelona. 
in the aggregate scoring. They lost the first leg, 3-0, came back and beat Barcelona 4-3 uh, on a corner kick that was just dastardly. Uh, <laughs> Get the DJ air horn for yourself. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you. I was hoping you were going to give me some props for that. I tried I just, to hold it in, but I couldn't. Well, hold it. I just pictured you rolling your mustache yep, when you yep. said it. Straight, <laughs> uh, straight 30s they, cartoon villain. They quick style. kicked him on the, on the corner kick. They quick kicked him. The dude pretended like he was walking away and then turned around and quick kicked it for the fourth goal, which ended up being the one that puts Liverpool into the, the Champions Final. Uh, absolutely crazy. So... Then, as we go into the next semifinals for the Champions League, Tottenham, the, Hart- the Hotspurs, come back and win against Ajax and put themselves into the final. Another big win. Uh, I think they scored four goals, too, uh, with the last one. Uh, they, I mean, it was a goal that there were reaction videos that went around online where people were losing their goddamn minds <laughs> over the goal. So, anyways, you get two English teams in the, uh, the finals. This brings me to my question. Aggregate scoring. Do you think that's something that we as Americans can do what we do best and steal and make it our own and put that into our playoffs? Because how entertaining would a series be where it's just two games between the Warriors and the Rockets and it's aggregate scoring? You get blown out that first game. It's like, hmm. It's going to be rough to come back. And then you come back in the second game and it becomes way more interesting because you could win the game and still be done because you didn't score enough. I fucking love it. I love it. Uh, It's one of those things that uh, soccer gets like absolutely right and doesn't get enough credit for when you're talking about these things. Nobody really notices it, but every time I see one of these things, I'm just like, yeah, see, that's how it should be in in pretty much all sports just to make sure that, uh, you know, the... There, there's no flukes and, and the best right. team ends up the best team ends up winning overall like I love it well and, and what I come back to is if you if you take this from a baseball standpoint which baseball playoffs are probably the only good thing about baseball season currently uh, nobody likes the regular season but everybody seems to at least watch baseball playoffs but can you imagine if you can condense that a little bit more you can get more teams in first of all because you're only playing two games rather than having to play a seven-game series, and you're still ending up getting the same type of results, I think it's amazing. And then on top of that, imagine putting this in the NFL. And NFL playoffs are oh, aggregate scoring. That'd be great. A home-and-home home for both teams. <gasps> the Chiefs could finally make a Super Bowl. They might be able to do it. Robert maybe. Taylor could maybe go Maybe No, the Chiefs would just be... They'd still... They'd, they'd be they'd, Barcelona they'd, in this they'd case. They'd lose by one. <laughs> no, they would, yeah, they would, uh, they would beat the Patriots by 20... <laughs> And then lose by 21 in the second leg and have to go home. And Robert Taylor would just be in the corner. Still find a way to lose a playoff. (laughs) I think I love aggregate scoring. Uh, (laughs) Loudbeard says aggregate scoring sounds dastardly. It really is. It really is. Uh, And uh, Shuddy hits the nail on the head here. Uh, Shout out to Shuddy for chiming in. America would never adopt it because of money. Seven games is much more fans attending than two. And that's essentially what it comes down to here in the the good old us of a um because he he commented again more beer sales more food gate money seven games is absolutely going to bring that in and worst case scenario it's only four games so you're still getting double than than aggregate scoring but i think you could still incorporate aggregate scoring into uh it doesn't have to be two games 
You could do a you could do a four game series and do aggregate scoring. I just like the idea that you could win three of the four games right. and you lose. I think that's a that's really freaking awesome well, to think and, about. But again, and it's it's about the best team and scoring and all that, and then the emphasis becomes on scoring points and not just necessarily right. winning games. Like you literally, it would be. Me embracing the college style that <laughs> where running up the score was a good right. thing, so it yes. looks like better wins. Yes. Oh, all of a sudden I feel bad about endorsing this because I used to hate the whole VCS. <laughs> that I'm first, changing my stance. That first leg, it's like we gotta keep score. Starters don't come out because uh, it, you know you gotta rack up as many as you can because you don't know what's gonna happen in the next leg. I love this. I love aggregate scoring. <laughs> I want it to be done ever. I wish it was done during the season in baseball. Look, uh, look, we can all admit that no matter what. It would improve baseball. Yeah, what, anything what, would improve what, baseball. I was gonna say whatever the rule is that some other sport is currently doing because its popularity is so. Doing, the only thing that baseball could fumble upon is if they thought, "Hey, boxing is doing this. We should do this." <laughs> <laughs> That's literally the only way that baseball could fail anymore. <laughs> I could totally see baseball doing that too. Like we're here in the twelfth round, where it's going to come down to this decision between these uh, batters and pitchers, and uh, we'll let you know who the winner is at the end of this—an arbitrary score. Baseball wouldn't do that. They would go, you know what? Let's get Michael Buffer to start all the games. <laughs> Boxing does it. It should be okay, right? This will bring him in. Let the kids play. <laughs> they totally just assign that to everything now. Uh, let's stick with soccer just really briefly. FC Cincinnati, the newest MLS team, Jesus, our local club who has not won in seven games, I think. I think they're on a seven-game uh, slide where they haven't won. Slid? A slid. They're on a seven-game oh. slid. Uh, it's it's way worse than a slide. When you're on a <laughs> slid, it is terrible. Uh, they basically... Must stop slidding! <laughs> their first three games, they went with a, a loss, a, a draw, and a win against three of the best teams in the league. Everybody was super high on the team, and now all of a sudden, <laughs> way down the shitter. Uh, people in the city are upset uh, because they're, people are being displaced from the stadium. There's like uh, infighting between residents and the, and the team. Mm. Uh, and on top of that, we can't win a game. So... Where usually winning fixes everything, we're not doing that. So everybody hates FC Cincinnati right now. So FC Cincinnati does what uh, they feel like they have to do, and they go ahead and fire their head coach midway through their rookie season in the MLS. Uh, Alan Cock out. Uh, yes, I said Alan Cock. I know it's not his running, cook. but it's it's Koch. But I'm, Koch. I'm going. Cock. I, I definitely pronounced it Cook earlier, and I, that's, I couldn't remember. I was like. I've seen this name pronounced a billion different ways. Koch, Cook, Cock. <laughs> I, I mean, that, not, and not him specifically. I, the People having that last yeah. name, I've seen it. Like, Don't I, I matter. I definitely said Alan Cook. Not going to work here anymore. That's his That's last true. name. Yeah. <laughs> Alan Jobless in Cincinnati. <laughs> so the, the amazing thing about this and what I, I think is funny is People are talking about this firing. And yes, there's the whole idea of like, why would you fire your coach midway through your first season in the MLS? You're going to end up in the basement anyways. You're an expansion team. Like clearly you're not going to win anything. It's not the coach's fault. It's going to take some time. But that then I then I started thinking about it. At the end of the football season. <laughs> Shitty makes a good point. We need to sign Freddie Adu. He's like 
what, 15 years <laughs> old, 16? <laughs> that dude has never aged. He's still a phenom, and he's probably like 30. Still the next coming for USA Soccer. Uh, Greg from Sportsman uh, chiming in. Shout out, Greg. He'll be on 12 Ounce tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> Is it really a slid? <laughs> Seven games. I guess it's not a slit at that point. <laughs> it, is, it is bad. Uh, but anyway, so the, looking back, if you back up the the time here in Cincinnati, which is scary to do because Cincinnati's already so far back in time, we fired Marvin Lewis at the end of the football season. They fired uh, what's his name for the Reds? Uh, Brian Price got rid of Brian Price, and now they have fired their MLS coach. Has any city that no, has no, 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 three bro. professional teams? A- a- add in the fact that both Xavier and UC, holy shit, <laughs> had their head coaches leaving. The longest tenured... okay, but at least they weren't fired. No, 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 fine. they weren't fired. But the longest tenured head coach in this city might be Travis Steele. <sighs> No, whoever here. whoever coaches the Cyclones is probably yeah, well, right. and, and, and but I think that they he was a recent hire too, and I think time wise on the calendar he might have been hired just before Travis Steele. But yes, I think he ends up taking the title of longest tenured head coach. But we're splitting hairs either way. In the city, every single team has a new head coach for better or worse <laughs> for whatever reason that may be. Lobbier says they should hire Ty Lue. <laughs> Oh, Fickle. Shoddy's right. Fickle is is the longest oh, tenure yeah, in yeah, UC football. Yeah. I just don't think of UC as a football school. So I was like, <laughs> wait, yeah. UC's got a football team? Oh, that's I, I meant teams that mattered. I'm sure there's a golf coach or something at one of these. One of these high school teams probably has a coach that's been around for years. But we're talking about teams that count. And Shitty will appreciate that. He'll probably be like, yep, you're right. <laughs> uh, anyways. Um, yeah, so... It, has there been a city that has three professional sports franchises that got rid of their coaches I don't think in so. the same year? That's wild, right? Like that's got to be a first. And Cincinnati dons that crown of fucking embarrassment. Yeah. The dunce cap of we just get rid of all our coaches. Fucking crazy. Um, FC Cincinnati, real disappointment. Um, where do you want to go from here, man? You want to go Cubs or do you want to go NFL? Um, mm. The NFL is really quick. Let's just touch on that real quickly. Okay. But to do that, we've got to get our tinfoil hats. Oh, shit. I forgot about that. Hang on. Can you Hang on. The, Wait, we got to get some music ready? going. I'm going to put my tinfoil hat over my hat. Oh, there you go. Ah, check that out. Now, this week, we already talked about the XFL and their emerging dominance in the football world. Yes. But news also silently and maybe on the back page because of all the Lakers news dropped that NFL Network is cutting out five, count them, five of the original programming, which Mm. for a network that doesn't have much original programming other than the games that they replay is super weird but apparently it's saving them 20 million dollars now damn right now the nfl is worth what two billion dollars as a whole a lot of money the league is making money hand over fist and hand over that fist but yet they decided on their own network the only thing that they have that they control all the programming for they're gonna cut out five original shows 
seems kind of fishy to save $20 million, no? Very fishy. But what if Vince has been pulling all these strings and we were we were looking at small fish? We were looking at the lowest common denominator that Vince was trying to make sure that the AAF felt when really he was making sure that the NFL slowly collapsed. And this is the beginning of his reign on top. Or... Or when we look back on, on this. this, though, we're going to tell our kids, yeah, we should have seen it coming. The NFL canceled five of their original programming on uh, NFL Network. And then Vince stepped in and the rest is history. I am I am more interested in thinking perfect timing on the music coming back there, by the way. That was, that was well done. So you know how the AAF really wanted to be the developmental league for the NFL? And they were like, come on, we got to get these players or else we can't succeed. We need your players. And the NFL was like, nah, we don't need you. What if they've already got the contract in place and the XFL becomes the new developmental league? Now that would be quite... So that's why they... That would be that's quite why the plot twist. poo-poo the AAF's proposal because it's like, we can't do this. We've already got this contract and, with the XFL. What if, what if, to add to this theory, what if they're, they're teaming up so much behind the scenes... That we catch a glimpse of shaky cam footage of Goodell and Vince shaking hands. And it turns out the reason that they cut five of these original programming shows is to make room for the new five original programming shows for the, the XFL. XFL shows? Oh, shit. <laughs> that are housed on NFL it. Network. I think we just did I think it. We That's just what it is. That's what it is. So there's going to be five new XFL shows that join, that, that are aired on the NFL Network. Uh, it's saving the, the NFL the XFL, The XFL is now the developmental league for the NFL. Yep. XFL takes the, the developmental league. The first jersey that will come out in the XFL, he no longer hate me. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've I think we've done it. Uh, this is a very successful conspiracy theory because this is this is true. This isn't even a conspiracy say, theory. Like, this is this isn't even theory. This is this this is, this is happening. what's happening. This is American history, if you will. This has been another edition of Craft Brood Sports Conspiracy Theories. Whew, man! Even under my hat, that <laughs> that is very the hot. Tinfoil hat gets hot. That is very hurry. hot. I'm very sweaty after that. It is amazing how sweaty you get wearing a tinfoil hat for two and a half minutes. Okay, so let's let's examine this for just a minute longer. I know we gotta we gotta get to the other thing too here. Um, if the XFL does get five shows on the NFL Network. Who do you want hosting those shows? Because clearly the XFL is paying for it. It's saving the NFL $20 million. So who do you get to host? I think... I think King the, and JR. That'd be For the flagship. Show. Whatever the flagship one is, you've got to get King and JR to That'd host be it. really good. I don't care what they're talking about. Just to- Should he says a football life Mick Foley. Uh, that's yep, a pretty good one. Is. Um, I would like to see one with The Miz. I feel like The Miz has been honing his skills in all those MTV after shows, so he's ready to host his own show on the NFL Network uh, for the XFL. Um, and then we got to get one of just like some old school wrestlers that would that would host it and talk football. Mm, you well, can't have Hogan. Hogan will, Hogan will drop an end bomb, so you can't have Hogan on, on there. You could have Jesse the Body Ventura. Because, I mean, you know, he, he was governor. Okay. He's, he's got the wrestling okay. background. But 
you know, that, that crosses party lines with football. So I, and, and I believe he was, he was a commentator in the original XFL. I think he was, he was that, a commentator. So you got the ties okay, so there. Oh, right? he knows the history of Boom. the league. Nailed it. Oh so, man. So you've got that. Get out the tinfoil hats again. Cause we got this down. This is, <laughs> we hit the drop. We're, we're doing the Lord's work for both leagues at the same time. I feel like Goodell and Vince are both taking notes during yes, this episode. Yes, they're absolutely. And if they're not, words. they should be. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, XFL taking over the NFL. It's it's going to happen. Um, let's talk about this Cubs thing. Um, Jesus I know God. this was one, and we don't have a lot of time. We got about five minutes to to get through. That's this about one. all we need to kind of address this fully because it's really weird and really just dumb. But so a Cubs fan was seen on TV behind Doug Glanville uh, throwing the who, by the way, is a former Cubs player, which also makes this. Weird. That is kind of weird, uh, <laughs> but he was throwing up the uh, the okay upside down okay sign. Uh, most of you may know that as uh, oh, by the way, should he said it's uh, this shit is paid for the Rock. Yeah, the well, yeah, of course. The uh, the Rock is a no brainer. He would absolutely be he's, in there. He's doing the voiceovers for everything. <laughs> by the way. The viewership dropped immediately as soon as we started bringing up this Cubs topic. <laughs> People were like, "Up oh, this story, fuck it, race baiting, see ya." Uh, anyway, so the the dude had the upside down circle uh, OK sign, and he has been since banned from Wrigley Field. The Cubs have said that um, you know we don't accept this kind of thing. It's ridiculous that uh, anybody would do this, and have banned the uh, the guy from ever attending another Cubs game in Wrigley. Um, I'm going to throw it over to you, Scott, because I feel like as a white dude, it's hard for me to comment on this story <laughs> in any way uh, without sounding weird one way or the other. But you had an interesting thought as you were kind of dissecting this because you started off one way when you first saw this story. Right. So I first saw this story and I thought, hey, what's the big deal? I, it, I thought it was a joke because of the upside down okay sign, you know, play the game if it's above the waist, below the waist, getting hit each other, ha, 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 you know, just a fun ribbing thing. So I thought it was literally a joke. I didn't understand why everybody was saying, oh, they're searching for this guy because this is a racist thing. And and then it kept going and it turned out, oh, no, 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 this is actually a racist sign. And the stories came out today and, you know, within the last 24 hours that not only did they ban this guy for life, for doing this, that, you know, this is indeed a white nationalist sign. And I just thought, wow, where are we that we're just allowing any old hate group to take something seemingly innocuous, like an upside down okay sign that was just a game, which again, a game that I don't play and I think was kind of douchey, but whatever. My brother used to love the game. My brother used to do it in church. He would lean over the Sounds like something Little Vic would do. Uh, yeah, yeah, he would totally hit me with that. I'm like, dude, at the sign of peace, come on, man. Are you serious? <laughs> right, but just something just fun and whatever, like, you know, for majority people. And then for some hate group to embrace it, and then on the low, start circulating that, oh, hey, this is our sign. Okay, so it started, the history of the sign was, it was that, it was completely innocuous, and then the website 4chan decided to run a gag, a troll, where they were like, we're going to blow up social media and say that this is a white nationalist sign. It was a complete troll job meant to just make people, they were like, I hope the media picks up the story. And they did. And they picked up the story and ran with it. The problem is then white nationalists 
actually started using the sign because they're not that smart. And they're like, oh, this is a sign? Cool, that is a W and a P. Which, I'm going to use that. Which I feel like has been the history of racist hate groups forever is they completely embraced something random that was never necessarily intended to be that way. And then it, it takes on this life of its own. And I totally get the Cubs perspective of, all right, we got to root this out. And it's we a can't CYA stand for this. thing. Like it's, it, right. it, from the Cubs perspective, it becomes, look, it may not have been that way. Right. But it may have been that way. Uh, and, and that may have been your intent. And actually, Frankie, uh, shout out to Frankie for, for chiming in on this one uh, from Chicago. Apparently, this guy used another word for brother as well. Uh, so maybe as the Cubs were kind of investigating this whole thing, it became... It's not just this, like, it wasn't just the symbol that got this guy uh, shit-canned from Wrigley Field. It may also have been, oh, yeah, this dude was yelling the N-word at people in the stands. Which, and, and then, then he did I, I totally get that. Like th- like I said, if the Cubs felt this way and, the, and the, they did this investigation and found out, all right, it wasn't just this that could be construed one way or the other. It's, yeah, I mean, he's legitimately a racist totally on board with it yeah. applaud the Cubs but at the same time just from the generic this was a you know a gesture type thing and it could be confused I mean seriously say you did that at a game right and I know who you are right and you got caught on camera such doing a good that way. that would be such a good way to get my brother like we're st- I get Not on like the that. big screen and I'm I like, thought I'm it was a that. good way to do it because it's on national TV but that's I also was like he's above the waist and that's two for being above the waist so you're, you fair. fucking lose he, bro he, he lost but even still <laughs> I thought it was a funny way to oh he's getting on TV and Doug Glanville's doing it I mean as soon as you factor in that Doug Glanville's black and all this other stuff I get where all of these things come and it piles up I just wonder how it would have been if it would have been a, a white broadcaster and, you know, a black guy would have been flashing this thing. And, like, it just, it's so just Frankie, all of these circumstances. Hang just, on. It frustrates me. I just missed as, a comment as here, a country, by the way. This is where we're at. I missed a comment. Greg had made a joke uh, from Sports Days. How does Hogan not have a podcast called Listen Here, Brother? And that's what Frankie was responding to. So I misinterpreted Frankie's comment. So maybe this dude is not a racist. And I just, I'm ruining this. It, this is what's so, okay. And this is why I have such a trouble with, uh, trouble with this thing. Because it, it may be innocuous. But because these fucking racists have co-opted it, like, it, it ruins it. it. It ruins it. Like, I know... I have a shaved head, so I know there were people that will look at me and be like, "Is that dude fucking? Is he a skinhead?" Like there, that's a, and I understand that that's something that people are going to think about me without ever seeing me and without ever talking to me. So that circle game has now become this thing where you run the risk of people saying, "Dude, you're racist," because that's a racist thing, and it's like, "Well, I didn't mean it to be racist." Yeah, but it doesn't matter because nobody knows the intent. Nobody saw it. All people saw was this thing that white nationalists are also doing. So now you're branded as a racist. Yeah, and I, but I mean, that just sucks kind of for like everyone. And there's, again, giving the power to these these groups to dictate what a random hand gesture ends up meaning at the end of the day. Like, I just, I don't like the idea that that's where it goes. And, and yeah. I, I understand no, 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 that you're that's 100% how it is. Right. It's, yeah. just, it's frustrating. It's very frustrating. Uh, it's also frustrating that we got to this point on such a, like we should have done this at the beginning and sure. then brought the show back up. Cause holy shit. Well, now we got to end it. Cause we're going to go to the beer and uh, we got to check out the votes and uh, we got nine minutes to do it. Cause Hey, this is how we roll. <laughs>
I can't even fucking get to the sound cues. I can't right, cool. get the. I'm too busy laughing. Uh, let's get into consumer candy. Brought to you by Tavor. Tavor is the best. <laughs> they ship us beers every month. We got this beer from Tavor. We get all our beers from Tavor mostly, and they're just the greatest. You should go to Tavor. You can get 10% off if you use the code Craft Rude. Nope, that's not it at all. Uh, go to Tavor. Download the. <laughs> <laughs> on the payments and credit screen, use 258023, and you're going to get $10 off of your order. Uh, also, uh, Consumer Canada brought to you by Morning Recovery. I'm going to need one today because I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, also, morning- it totally negated my... Uh- Good read at the beginning. But yep, totally. Yeah, didn't even back, use to, the, back to sucking. Use the wrong code. Use the wrong percentage. Like I don't even know what you were going for there. Uh, but morning recovery. They produce uh, a drink that literally you can be pretty fucked up and take this drink, and you are going to feel great in the morning. Money back guaranteed. Uh, go to morelabs.com. Use the code sports. And you're going to get twenty percent off of your order this week. Beer of the week, we had Shadows and Dust from Barrier Brewing Company, Notionside, New York. Um, you want to do this together? One, two, three. Consume. Consume. <laughs> uh, so good. This beer was de- yeah. delicious. Uh, it is really, uh, really good beer. And um, still didn't get much of that, the, the fruit flavor in this one. It, it tasted more like a straight up IPA where the fruit is just cutting off that hoppy flavor at the end. Yeah, and and again, it's really harsh. Like this is, I know we've talked about it the past few weeks when we've had IPAs where it's like, oh, this isn't a really tough finish with the IPA and it's not super hoppy. No, this is absolutely an IPA to its heart and soul. And so, you know, if you don't like those, I would suggest not starting with this as one to get in or one that you would want to get on board with. But if you're an IPA fan, totally on board. This is very, very good. Totally worth it. And hell, we've each got a third beer we have not touched. Well, this was such a Jeez. busy show that we couldn't really get through them as quickly as and I we thought were we were going to. we were screwing up things left and right on top of it, so there's that. <laughs> uh, double Consume, Foreshadows and Dust. Uh, Consumer to Canada, as always, brought to you by Tavor and Morning Recovery. Uh, all right, let's get into this week's let's get the Would poll. You Rather poll. Uh, I haven't voted yet, so Scott, I will turn it over to you to let you go ahead and refresh re- everybody. Yes, reintroduce the poll here. The The poll was between uh, having to shit so, uh, so bad that um, you had to hold it and you couldn't go. But by the time you actually got to a toilet, then you tried to go and couldn't go and you just constipated and you're just sitting there shooting blanks versus... <laughs> Being exhausted all day, super tired, can't manage one more minute. You wake up at one thirty. You're not off till noon. Your name is Scott Kaiser. What? And uh, <laughs> then you go home and you you get into bed and all of a sudden you can't sleep and you just end up staying awake or you get one hour sleep and it's just totally unsatisfying. So, Mike, what are the results for this poll? Would people rather not be able to take a shit or not be able to sleep? All right. Well, before we do that, what's your final answer on it? My answer absolutely has to be not being able to take a shit is the worst because yep, that's where I'm at. I, every day I go home and I can't sleep and, and I, I run into that and it just ends up being, well, I'll just catch up on it tomorrow. Yep. It literally is 
tomorrow I'll be able to sleep. It's fine. I will, I will be so tired tomorrow that I'll sleep like a baby. And then tomorrow rolls around and maybe I'm lucky Dude, enough to Friday get an nights, extra hour. Friday nights, I can't wait for the kids to go to bed because I am crashing hard. And I tell you what, I do the same thing. Every Friday it comes from I go into work and we finish this show at 10 o'clock. We sit around and kibitz for a few hours and then we kibitz. get them. It's like, yeah, I, I'm, I mean, if you could go dastardly, I can go kibitz. That's a good point. That's a very good point. I forgot <laughs> and, I did dastardly earlier. And so next thing you know, I get maybe one to two hours of sleep max on Friday morning shift at work. And every day, every Friday, I think, oh my God, all I need to do is make it till noon and I'm going to sleep so hard. Don't end up taking a nap. It's cool because I'm going to go to bed at like seven <laughs> and it's going to be great. <laughs> Don't get to bed or do get to bed, wake up at my regularly scheduled time to go to work Saturday, and then I'm up for two or three hours. So it's like a regular day. <laughs> so, yeah, the sleep thing is real. It's I also I'm going with uh, I, I would rather not be able to shit because I I just if if I'm sitting there, like I said before, I'm counting the hours. It sucks every minute. Every time I just keep looking at the clock. I try to get up to wear myself out, like walk around the house, do something. I read a book. You know, that's the worst. Cause normally I'll read a book and I just pass out reading a book. Cause it's hard to read. Yeah. Uh, but when I can read a book and not fall asleep, I'm like, I'm fucked tonight. This is going to be awful. Uh, so I would also go inability to deuce as my option. However, the people have voted and are against us on mm. this one. Uh, when you combine Facebook and Twitter for this poll, 58% of the people Ooh, say they would margin, rather not be able to sleep than uh, not be able to take a shit. That's um, fair. Shout out to Chris America for this week's poll. Uh, be sure to tune in to Scout Team Radio every day, Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. with a replay at 11 a.m. here on 12 Ounce Sports Radio. Uh, those guys, they, I mean, I love them. It, despite the fact that they think Blink-182 is better than some 41, <laughs> they, they, are, they don't know good everything. Dudes. I mean, you know, nobody's perfect. They're, Look, they're pure of heart, but they don't know music. They're not Jesus. No. Uh, they're, they're very fine, upstanding dudes, but y you're wrong, fellas. Uh, <laughs> you so, really are. Uh, at Scout Team Radio, go ahead and tweet at them about how much better some 41 is than Blink-182. I, I mean, for real. It's it's. If it wasn't for Blink-182 doing the, the funny video where they're running naked and then making fun of boy bands, we would have no idea who Blink-182 is. That's all I'm saying. True story. That's the only reason why they got popular. The rest of their catalog is only because of that. Also, Blink-182, not in American Pie like some 41. Mm, that's a good point. That's a good point. Oh, suck it. Oh, go ahead and hit us up when you hit American Pie <laughs> status. Blink-182, that's what I thought. Um... Anyways, thank you guys so much for tuning in. This has been a super fun show. Thank you for sharing the show. We had a ton of shares. We did not give away our our, uh, our prize. We almost missed it two weeks in a row. Brian Hackney is the winner this Congratulations, week. Congratulations, uh, Brian. Thanks Brian for tweeting tweeted. at the show and following us. Your gift was the best. Yes. You will receive some Craft Rude Sports coasters with the new logo. And sticks. And some stickers. Oh, we got some stickers some coming sticks? for you. you said yeah, sticks. some sticks. Okay, cool. Some sticks. That's the, that's what <laughs> cool people say. Okay, cool. Is that what stickers. the kids are saying? Got yeah. It. Uh, anyways, so shout out Brian Hackney. Uh, we will be running some more contests. We got some more merch coming up, so we'll be doing a little bit more contests coming up here in the future. So follow us at Craft B Sports. You can follow Scott at Scotty K underscore Junior. Follow me at Mike Berlin. Follow Joe at Joe Goalie Four. Ask him if he quit because we don't know. Uh, I haven't heard from him in like three weeks. <laughs> I'm really worried about him. I almost called the authorities today. 
to check on him. Uh, hit up the drunk line. Leave us a voicemail anytime you want. 440-37-DRUNK. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Cheers, everybody. We out! Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.